Some say that alongside this see-it-to-believe-it world is the shadowy realm of the supernatural. Sometimes the residents of that dimension touch us, and in one moment, our lives are changed forever. America's Lady of Supernatural Thrillers, Mary Ann Pohl, is your real ghost chatter host. On this podcast, you'll hear stories by real people who have seen real ghosts. Once in a while, Mary Ann will podcast a tale taken from the genre she loves best, the supernatural. Welcome to today's Real Ghost Chatter episode. I'm Mary Ann Paul, America's Lady of Supernatural Thrillers, a charter member of a wonderful group of authors called Author Masterminds, and your host on Real Ghost Chatter. Today, our guest is Harry Wilson. Harry was unexpectedly introduced to ghost hunting in 2010 while organizing an art display at the Victorian House Museum in Millersburg, Ohio. He is an active and founding member of the Victorian House Ghost Guild, who helps to conduct ghost tours, Halloween events, and public as well as private investigations. If you want to know more about the Victorian House Ghost Guild, you can see them on Facebook, which is at VHV as in Victory, H as in Harry, Ghost Guild. You look that up on Facebook and you'll find them there. Welcome to the show, Harry. How are you doing? I'm doing fine today. Thank you. Good. Well, I'm really excited to have you here because I know you have some good experiences to share. I'm going to start with what was your first experience at the Victorian House Museum? My very first experience was after I had been on the bike trail in Millersburg. They have a wonderful bike trail. And biking and photography are two of my hobbies. So after I was on the bike trail, Buddy and I went over and found the Victorian House, toured it, took lots of pictures, and talked to the director. Everything went fine until we were ready to leave the house. And just as we walked through the threshold to leave the house, his camera stopped working. It said that the battery was draining. Well, I had no ghost hunting experience and did not know at the time that that was typical. So anyway, he went home, put the battery on the charger and immediately came back that the battery was fully charged. <laughs> so we thought that was kind of unusual, but through that, that day when I met Mark, he's the director of the museum, then I was invited back to Christmas to do their display in the ballroom and uh, display my artwork. So when I, my first real encounter with the uh, spirits of the house actually came when I was setting up the art display. I had been left in the ballroom alone to set up been given two big display cases to set my items in. And while I was working, I noticed that there was this overwhelming smell of rose potpourri. I thought, that is really strange. But I I started looking around and actually opened the drawers, looked all through the cases. I couldn't find anything. I thought maybe at one time they had had a gift shop and used those uh, those display counters, but I couldn't find any rose potpourri. Hmm. So eventually, the director of the museum came up to the ballroom to see how I was doing, 
And I mentioned I'm doing fine, but I don't understand this. I just, it's like it's overwhelming, but yet if I step from one side to another, I don't smell it. And he just started laughing. He said, oh, that's probably Lena. <laughs> well, I had no idea who Lena was, but it turns out that Lena lived in that house for over 60 years. And her husband mixed custom perfumes for people in the basement. So it was almost as though someone was there kind of looking over me. That was my first real experience. Then when I went back for the open house a few days later, I experienced the same thing, but it was when other people were in the room. So I stepped out behind the counter, went out to talk to a lady, and immediately it was just, I walked into this column of rose potpourri. <laughs> so I stepped to the left, didn't smell anything. Stepped back in, it was overpowering. And yet the person I was talking to did not smell. And I've had that happen with me with a supernatural experience. Oh, have you? Yes, where people don't, nobody else notices it but me. Yes. You know, like the, being, the walls being banged on. I've, ta I've talked to them about this before. <laughs> <laughs> it's like that nobody else in the room heard it. <laughs> that seems to be very common. And we've had that happen many times when we were doing investigations where one person will smell the rose potpourri or sometimes other odors and then it will go from one person to another but only one person at a time will be able to smell it oh that is so weird i don't know what that's about but i do believe it i really do it's almost like they're coming up and wanting to either shake hands or wave their hands in front of your face and say i'm here right <laughs> it's like <laughs> might you let everybody else know you're here too <laughs> yes <laughs> so we don't feel crazy <laughs> so it's like i mean because i mean i was sitting with my son and my husband and it was you know at dinner in, in this place and literally this that loud i mean it was so loud banging on the wall right next to me and they didn't hear a thing and neither did anyone else in the room <laughs> it's like, yep, let's just make her think she's just weird. <laughs> yeah, yeah. <laughs> and it was a haunted place, so that I'm not surprised, but I had the, I'd been there before and never had an experience. We have things like that happen all the time. In fact, we've gotten so used to it, it's sort of like, oh, oh yeah, they're trying to get her attention again. <laughs> <laughs> Yay. <laughs> yeah. One of the other stories that I wanted to tell you, too, about the... Uh, art display mm -hmm. keep in mind these items were all kept in a locked cabinet so okay. that no one had access to them but yet every time I would go to check on them during that holiday season the eggs would be moved it was almost like somebody would pick them up and maybe hear somebody come in and set them back down but not be quite in the same position or maybe the doors on the items would be open when I know I had them closed. <laughs> and one time the, the uh, director was giving a, a tour to a busload of, of people. And he was standing there with his back to the uh, display cases talking and, and talking about the art. And he noticed that every once in a while someone would kind of peek out from behind him and look at the cases. He didn't say anything until the very end when he a he asked people, well, do you have any questions? And the first hand went up and said, yes, is this place haunted? <laughs> and he started laughing, and this is not something he would normally bring up with the group unless they ask him first. So he said, why did you ask? 
And the person said, because the entire time that you were talking and had your back to those cases, the signage inside flipped over one by one. Each one of the signs would flip over. Oh, my gosh. <laughs> so it kind of spooked them out, so to speak. It would have spooked me out. <laughs> I'm not out there looking for this. I've told people this all the time. I don't go out looking for this. <laughs> There's Sometimes a reason for that. Sometimes it just comes right up and hits you in the face. It does. There, you know, I just, it's not, I mean, I believe. I just don't go out looking for it. <laughs> so it's like, you know, people. So I would have been a little flipped out. It's, I'd say, Actually, I don't know. That sounds pretty playful. I've never run into anything in the Victorian house that was angry, mm -hmm. uh, demonic. Mm -hmm. We have one person, uh, one spirit that just likes to have his own space and has actually made an appearance to people and gotten right up in their face and said, it's time for you to leave. <laughs> they actually went up to the front desk and said, I don't know who the docent is that you have working in the basement, but he's very rude. <laughs> And they started laughing. They said, we have nobody. There is nobody else in the house except me. <laughs> he's very rude. <laughs> he just just likes to have his own space. So he's you know, grumpy. He's not, yeah. Yeah, he's, he's not mean. He just likes to have his own space. And then we have another one down there that's rather playful, though, and a younger, uh, a younger spirit that likes to pinch the ladies occasionally and do just ordinary things to them. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, that's when I would be going, stop it. <laughs> just <Yeah>. stop it. <laughs> so you have other experiences that have told me about here. You were called by name, is that right? Uh, actually, more than once, yes. Oh, uh, one time that really stands out to me is I was helping conduct an investigate, public investigation one evening, and we had a, a medium that was working with us. My group was in the ballroom. There was another group downstairs making some noise. So I got up from the, the group to go downstairs and quiet them down a little bit. And my group was all sitting in a circle on the floor in the, the ballroom. And when I left, I took about three steps outside the door and somebody called my name back and called me back into the, the ballroom. And I went around from person to person and said, did you call me back in? Did you call me back in? And they all just had such a blank look on their face and <laughs> I'm not even paying attention to me. And finally I came to the medium and I said, I don't know what's going on. Did you call me? And she just smiled and said, we need to talk. <laughs> <laughs> she had, Then she asked me if I heard it in my left ear. And I said, well, I'm not sure about that. I just know I was called back in by name. And she said, when you walked out of the ballroom, there was a man standing to your left as you walked out. So at that point, I said, okay, I'm not going to tell you anything more, but the next time I come in, I think I know who it is, but the next time that we meet, I will have some photographs, and let's see if you can figure out who this is. So I brought in a variety of photographs, one of which was the person I thought it was, and immediately she pointed right to that. It was a friend of mine who had passed away a few months earlier. Seriously? Yes. Wow. Did Actually, you have a chance to talk to him? I didn't have a chance to talk to him, no. I mean, I do occasionally. But <laughs> uh, I do remember one time I was working on a mower, and I could not get the wiring to come back. I just couldn't couldn't see to get everything hooked back up and I called his name and I said you know I need your help just come here and help me with this and immediately the wire dropped right into place and made the connection and more was good to go. Oh that is amazing. So this was a good friend of yours? It was yes. Oh that's hard isn't it? But it's good you got to see him again. 
Yes, yes. He he was a very humorous person. <laughs> I miss the humor. <laughs> I understand that. I do. And actually, I've I've had other times too where my name has been called. About two years ago, my daughter and I were had were going into the house, and uh, actually on this time, I guess my name wasn't called. But we were walking in the house, walking down the hallway, and. Uh, we were going to start tearing down the Christmas decorations. And as we got about halfway down the hallway, someone said, hello. <laughs> Just like you would walk into somebody's room and they would look up and all of a sudden see you there and acknowledge you. Wow. But I didn't say anything. I kept on walking. So when I got to the end of the hallway, I turned around and my daughter's face was kind of white. And she just looked at me and I looked at her and she said, you heard it too. I said, you tell me exactly what you heard. She repeated it word for word. And so I said, okay, there's some areas of the house I know you don't like to go in. So I will take the basement. You take the other floors. We'll do a search, see whether anybody was here. And we were in the house alone. Oh, wow. There was nobody else there. One other time that uh, my name was called was during a uh, business meeting. Next door, we have a house that was owned by um, the daughter and son-in-law a former owner of the Victorian house. And uh, it was a nursing home at one time. So now we use it for meeting space and office space. But we were having a meeting there. All of a sudden, somebody called my name right in the middle of the meeting. Hmm. And I started looking around the room and nobody was paying attention again. Turned to the director of the museum and said, somebody called my name and he ignored me. So <laughs> I went around the room looking. Finally, I looked across the room where the medium was sitting and I just mouthed the words somebody called my name and again she just smiled and she said we need to talk afterwards <laughs> oh, how helpful so, she is <laughs> yeah so we did we talked afterwards and I said okay who was it so she described a small woman about five foot tall uh, white hair very thin, and she said she was just standing there patting you on the shoulder and as though to say, well, everything will be okay. Aww. Well, at the time, I was under some stress, but I knew immediately who she was talking about. And again, I said, I'm not going to say anything more, but I'll bring pictures. <laughs> I brought pictures in the next time, and immediately she picked out my grandmother. Really? And the way that I knew that it was my grandmother that was standing there was because when I was four years old, my father was killed. And I would, I remember sitting next to my grandmother, patting her on the shoulder and saying, Grandma, everything will be okay. Everything will be okay. And I knew that's exactly what she was doing for me. Oh, that almost brings tears to my eyes. That's so sweet. <laughs> oh. It's nice knowing, though, that you have those people around that you can communicate with that they're not entirely gone. Mm -hmm. It's nice to know that they come back. Don't know where they go. My my opinion is I'm plan on going to heaven and not returning. Sorry, everybody. But, <laughs> you know, I just plan on that. Uh, I have known many family members when one person or another has been lost and the lost person comes back just to let the family members know everything's okay. Mm -hmm. Yes, I've said that before. I've had that happen in my life. So which is really nice. I, th I think they come and say hello, and then they go where they need to. But just to say, yes. hey, we're good. You know, I'm very good. 
but I think we we can also, if we need them, I think all we need to do is call them and they can be there. I, I think that is true. So I try not to call them out of wherever they are because I'm sure they're much happier where they are. You know, they don't need to come visit this mess again. Just... <laughs> <laughs> you said that you and Paul were conducting a dowsing rod session. First of all, tell people what a dowsing rod is because I know what they are. You know, some people don't. Originally, dowsing rods would have been made from a willow branch, and usually it's a Y shape, and you hold the two ends, and then they used it to find water. Right. However, you can use it for a lot of different purposes. Most people use the copper wires today, and it's basically bent into an L shape. These are quite long, probably almost three feet in length uses them frequently at the house and it seems as though almost every time we use them either his relatives come through or mine or both that is really astounding it's it's amazing there have been times when i can almost visualize who's there and that them walking in and at times it's almost like they're lining up to go to the mic Um, (laughs) there, yes, there are some times when Paul actually has to just say, look, one at a time. We can't, I can't take everybody at once. (laughs) (laughs) Tell us about the one session that you had, or even more than one, but where you talked about the female child. That one really stands out in my mind. Yes. We were working in the foyer. He was working with the uh, rods. I was across the room. And I felt the presence of a small girl, young person, come down the stairway and stand at my side. So I said, Paul, here's what I'm visualizing. Here's what I think is happening. But can you verify it with the rods? And immediately, as soon as he asked, where are you at? They pointed directly right there. So I said, Paul, you know, I really would like to be able to get a photograph. I don't want to do it without asking. So would you ask with the rods if it's okay if we take a photograph. So at the same time that he was asking, I was getting my phone out and and getting it ready to take the photograph. And just as his rods flew apart, signaling no, it's not okay to take a photograph, I looked at my phone and it said, this application is not available at this time. (laughs) And I've never had that happen with my phone. I've never had that kind of a message on my phone before. I just said thank you and put my phone back (laughs) in my pocket and we did not take any pictures. (laughs) Good plan. (laughs) We, we wanted to find out exactly who it was because it's really been a mystery as to who, who the children are that appear in the house. Frequently we have day visitors that will come in and swear that there's a child playing on the the staircase. We've had people come in and say, Oh, you have such a, uh, a lovely looking granddaughter. And the docent will say, I don't have a granddaughter and there's nobody else here in the house. (laughs) My goodness. But she does, she does appear. So anyway, we were trying to find out who this might be. So through a series of questions and answers using the dowsing rods, uh, it actually led Paul and I across the room and down a hallway where there are photographs and I'm I'm telling you those those rods just whipped around in his hands and actually hit the the frame where the photographs are at. We had never really realized it before, but there were uh, there's a photograph of Mr. Lee's daughter. He Mr. Lee owned the, the Victorian house. His daughter had the house next door. So it was a photograph of her and her two children. 
So we think that they were trying to tell us this is who we are. I can't imagine why they would have swung around that way otherwise. It was it was remarkable, really was. These are the children of... It would be us. the grandchildren of okay. the owner of the Victorian house. Okay. Yeah, we were actually fortunate. The Victorian house had so few owners. Mm-hmm. Uh, the first owner was an industrialist from Cleveland who moved down and actually had the house built. Mm-hmm. And then... It, after they were under there for a short time, just a few years until he had to move his manufacturing plant to another city. Mm-hmm. And uh, a group of doctors bought it then and used it as a sanitarium, sort of a quasi hospital. They actually had surgery in the ballroom, mm-hmm. but that only lasted a couple of years. And then the Lee family bought it. And it was Mr. Lee's daughter, Lena, who lived in the the Victorian house for over 60 years, and Lena's sister lived in the house next door that we now use for our office space. Oh, I see. That's really interesting. Now, Lena didn't have children, but her sister, Leona, did. Is that right? She did. Okay. She She had two children, Leona and Leland. Ah, so it was Lessie, or Leslie? Lessie and Rufus were the parents, yes, of uh, Leona and Leland. Got it. Well, you know what? Our time is almost up today. I can't believe how fast this went. Oh, my gosh. (laughs) I I know. And so I'm going to ask if you will return for another one, because I know we have several other things we can talk about that you've had experiences with. Oh, I'd love to have you really soon. I want to say thank you, Harry. It is This has been great to have you here. It's been a pleasure. Thank you. If you enjoyed this podcast, I encourage you to share it with others you think would also be interested. If you'd like to know more about me, go to maryannpoll.com and or authormasterminds.com forward slash mary-ann-poll. Until next time, may the wind always be at your back the sun on your face, and the good Lord walk beside you.